Game over. I want to play a game. Hello, Zip. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Scary Pair, a horror movie podcast between partners. I'm Nine. Hello. (laughs) I'm Opal. (laughs) And we're ready to play a game, because this this week we watched Saw uh, 2004 uh, by James Wan and Lee Whannell, starring Carrie Elwes, Danny Glover, and Tobin Bell. Uh, But Opal, before we get into that... Um, what have we been up to this week? What have we been up to this week? We saw a couple movies. We did, we did. Um, let's... So I, I showed you The Fog. Yes, John Carpenter's Foggy. The Fog. Da what, Fog. What, what did you think of it? You know, um, I thought it was fine. Yeah. Um, it's not like my favorite Carpenter movie or anything. It does it's have kind of a like high, high standard to live up to. Yeah, like it's got his sort of flair all over it. Like some of the shots I thought were really good. I love the yeah. way it builds like the mood and the atmosphere. Um I think like the little seaside town haunted by uh ghost pirates didn't I wanted it to be more like, ooh, that's cool than it actually was. I was kind of bored by it, honestly. The premise part. Uh, that's fine we had a whole discussion about how you weren't a pirate person well the thing is i don't know if i'm not a pirate person yeah i kind of like pirates conceptually the more that i think about it i'm like i would be so happy for like a good lightly pirate themed horror thing and that's basically what the fog is but it just like didn't quite something about like most of the story being about like a radio station where everyone talks like this uh and like this little small dinky american town was just like not that interesting although like i liked some of the performance parts for that so i i don't know it's weird like i can't like put my finger on any one reason why the movie just didn't like click with me you know what it is for me Go for it. I feel like it deserves a bigger body count. Ooh, yeah. That's another thing, is I would love just more people to be dying in that one. There uh, are a lot of people out in the fog that could have died. But yeah, like, like it was good. Like, I, th- I think back on the fog, and I think of all the little bits of it, and I like all the pieces. I just wasn't, like, immersed in it, I guess. Like, yeah, I like it visually, but it's kind of... It's kind of plain, you know. Yeah, it's just kind of whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean... It's still good. Like, there's bits in it, like, I think about how they're, like, looking at, like, um, this, like, dead body, and it's, like, waterlogged, but, like, it doesn't make sense for it to be waterlogged and stuff like that, and how there's, like, little, like, bits and pieces that are full of water, seawater that shouldn't be. That's all really good. You know, I, I I appreciate red glowing eyes. I think that never fails. I actually think the the like monsters look pretty good. They I wish look they good. Were, I, the pirates look good. I, I kind of just wish they were on screen more. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I like all the pieces of it. I, I think like in terms of uh, 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 like on a technical level, I felt about the same 
on it as I did for the Prince of Darkness, but something about the vibe of the Prince of Darkness just grabbed me. Prince of Darkness definitely has a lot more going on. I... And a bigger body <laughs> count. That's, That's for, for sure. sure. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there there are just, like, other movies of his that, that grab me a little bit more for whatever reason. But I think, like, I, I don't... There's not a lot that I, like, can point out and be like, ooh, I didn't like this part about it. Even the pirate theme, like, I, I actually liked, so... Yeah. Um, Our next one. Our next one is Peter Jackson's The Frighteners. That was... A wild ass movie. That, that movie's so strange because there's like five movies in that movie, and I'm not even mad at it. No, like I, th- I had a good time. I had a good time with the Frighteners. I think like it, it does not go as hard as Brain Dead or Dead Alive, whatever you want to no, call it. No, it's hard to beat that for me. Um, which is his movie prior, basically. Uh, which I thought was great. Um. But overall, the Frighteners, I had a good time. I think, like, the CGI is a little too ambitious for what he can pull yeah, off. Yeah, for the time, the CGI hasn't always aged the best. Sometimes it looks okay, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I thought it was goofy and fun and weird and... It's like we saw the budget for a Practical in Dead Alive, and it's like... Let's try something different. <laughs> because well, that that's a crazy effects movie. The thing is, like, I don't know how much, like, they just moved the the uh, effects budget around but like i just liked the effects more in dead alive because it's more of like a practical yeah uh disaster uh as opposed to this one which is more of like a cgi disaster um but like it was good i i had a good time it uh, was funny it has one of the most baffling characters i think i've ever <laughs> seen in media yeah yeah uh peter jackson loves putting fucking freaks on screen sometimes it's, um, it's the guy in um reanimator he plays a wild yeah. wild dude yeah um apparently some of the wildest parts of that performance were just things he came up with that he just wanted to do because he thought would be fun <laughs> he's never gonna be normal yeah uh, ever in any movie so yeah i i don't have anything to say about that one other than it was kind of crazy and i had a good, good. time so. i would i would have had a better time if i watched them in the opposite order i did because brain dead is hard to live up to that is yeah a, that's a fucking hilarious well, movie and he's very much like just doing brain dead again yeah uh, when you think about like the scope of the movie and like kind of the arc of what's going on and the tone it, it's very much just like oh i have like slightly better actors and a bigger budget and i'm doing brain dead and it was like okay well i you know i like brain dead more than this but whatever yeah. um so fucking weird that he goes on to make lord of the rings which doesn't feel anything like either no. of those movies um i really want to see his other movie that he does around this time um heavenly bodies heavenly bodies yeah i want yeah. to see that too which like a lot of um, heavenly creatures heavenly creatures heavenly that's creatures, right creatures yes uh heavenly creatures which like a lot of people kind of say is like what got them interested in peter jackson as a director and got him a lot of like hollywood clout in particular so, uh, yeah, I think that's the one that I'm interested in. Uh, I feel like he hasn't done anything in a while, and I want to see him go back to horror. Well, he made those shitty Hobbit movies that nobody likes. That was, like, over a decade ago, my dude. Uh, Wasn't it? No, Was it not? No, 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 no. Uh, the Battle of the Five Armies is, like, how long is that ago? Holy shit, that's 2014. See? Jesus Christ. I told you. 
It was a long time ago. Those movies aren't any good, uh, so I would like to see him make something that's any good. I know this because I was definitely still living in my parents' house, and my mom's a Legolas stan. <laughs> uh, yes. Legolas specifically <laughs> is stan Not meant for... to be in this movies. No, no, but Legolas specifically exists, I feel like, for uh, older women my to mom. be like, ooh. Yeah. Oh, listen, when Lord of the Rings was, like, big, uh, uh, my Aunt Anne and all of her roommates, who weren't really into that kind of thing, were like, oh, are you a Legolas person or are you an Aragorn person? Who See, do you think is the bigger, hotter hunk because my that you're aunt, more into? My aunt, my mom's sister, is the one into Aragorn. Yeah, exactly. There are two types of, yeah. uh, of uh, older ladies that aren't really into the, uh, the original, fantasy that like that shit. It's the original Edward versus Jacob. I guess. <laughs> If they were hairless teenage boys. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Opal. What? Do you want to play a game? No. <laughs> Alright, let's, let's just get out of the fucking movie. We yeah. watched Saw, everybody. Um, these movies fucking suck. Uh... People say this is the good one, though. <laughs> Can you believe that? So, let, what, everyone knows what Saw is, first of all. I think. Everyone knows what Saw is. If, you, if you're listening to this podcast, you know what Saw is. It was, like, emblematic of a whole, like, decade of horror movies, it, I feel it like. It ruined a decade of horror <laughs> movies, for sure. Uh, I feel like everything made from, like, 2004 until, like, at least 2010 is basically influenced by this uh, considerably, which, not Yeah, every- it was almost up until, like, the found footage fad that we were doing torture porn stuff, and I then, then I feel like it dispersed. Yeah, I mean... It is interesting, right? Uh, we've watched all these movies, uh, rewatched all these movies multiple times. I don't know. I can't tell you why. Maybe it's because I think it's gonna be funny, and then it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's a we're we're like firmly in the we think about them in like a they're so uh, bad they're they're good funny kind of way. But when I sit down and actually when you watch sit them down and watch them, I'm it's like, pretty awful. God, this sucks every time. Um, this one. Yeah, I guess it's the good one. We'll talk about it. I, um, I think it, the ghost of the worst movies are all here. Yeah. With I, the crazy editing and well, the the stupid, like, quote-unquote mystery. <laughs> well, so, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but I guess just, like, our relationship with Saw, we watched all these movies we're kind of like we know quite a bit about the franchise i would say i feel like it's against my will but it it does feel but involuntary <laughs> like we're not we're not fans of saw really I, I think we would describe all of these movies as bad um but we keep watching them for some reason i think it started with me i would like to blame <laughs> myself because I was kind of like an edgy teenager and I watched up until a point. And then I'm like, these are getting stupid. I'm out. And then I'm like, I'm going to make you watch all of them when I met you. <laughs> That's right. We did do that. And now we just, uh, you know, every however many years we were like, let's just watch all of Saw again. Yeah. I feel like you always have to at least get up to seven because seven's the funniest one. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's one thing that's going to happen. We're going to talk about it a little bit. We're going to try not to get too spoiler spoilery with it. But 
This All movie, bets are off. This movie in particular, they are going to recontextualize every single event because they love to get, like, timeline fucky-wucky with the franchise. So, like, there's several things that yeah, happen in this they, movie. Okay, just, spoiler, like... <laughs> they killed off their dude in the third movie. <laughs> and then they keep bringing him back because he's, like, by the by the... At that point, he's the most interesting thing in the franchise. He's yeah, barely, Tobin Bell. He's barely in this movie. Um, yeah, he's not. He, he looks like a hamster that just woke up. <laughs> That's right. Um, anyway, uh, so we're going to try our best to navigate uh, that. It, it it cannot help but, like, color some of our feelings about some scenes because, uh, you know, we're cursed by the burden of knowing. I uh, mean... We're just going to talk about it. We're going to get into spoilery stuff for the other ones because how could you not? And who fucking cares? If you care, you've probably seen them already. But um... It really doesn't matter. I promise. <laughs> anyway, I feel like I feel like we're getting off to this. We're we're like so bursting with energy to talk about Saw. Um but let's, you know, let's rein things back in a little bit and let's talk about I need to take a chill pill. Let's let's go and have our little my little um, didactic history lesson of the week. Let's talk about the production of Saw. Oh yay! <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. All right. So James Wan and Lee Wanell are were Australian film students. They went out of film school. They were buddies. They're like, okay, let's make a movie. Um, this is like 2001 at this point. So the um, kind of prevailing idea of how to get um enough money to make any film if you are fresh out of film school is we'll do a low budget horror movie um you know Blair Witch is 99 they've stated that that was like the catalyst for them like getting into horror as a genre basically um that that is a budget movie unfortunately they're in Australia uh, where it's really hard to uh, secure funding for movies. Most of it happens, like, through the government, like, through government grants, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so their agent was like, you should go to Hollywood and pitch your movie. And they're like, okay, we'll do it. Um, we don't really have the money to go to Hollywood and travel and pitch it, but we're going to do it anyway. We're going to get yeah, the movie made. I, I know that they did make the short, and it was very well received. Yes, so they, they made, like, a five-minute sequence, which is just, uh, it's just the bear trap scene from this movie. Um, with 1L uh, as the, the person in the trap. Right. Um, and they, they directed that, and they would go and pitch it to various um, production companies. Um, basically, uh, it was picked up at that point by Evolution Entertainment, uh, and specifically producer Greg Hoffman. Um, that sort of little tiny studio um, would eventually congeal into Twisted Pictures. It's uh, their fault. By the time this movie comes out, it is their fault. Um, that Twisted Pictures basically exists to make the Saw movies. They've made a handful of other things, but like to give you an idea of this... They're, they're not the ones who made Spy Kids, are they? No, to give you an idea of, of what Evolution Entertainment did before it made Saw, is it uh, made George of the Jungle 2? Oh. And then in order to finance the $1 million to make this movie, uh, everyone had to go take out a mortgage on their house. <laughs> uh, so together with all that, they're like, okay, we're going to get the movie made. Just so they can get Carrie Elways to not have a very good American <laughs> accent. So we're gonna, now let's transition into the casting. So everyone, when people talk about this movie, people talk about Carrie Elways. But at the time... The big get was actually Danny Glover. 
Yes. Um, I well, Carrie always isn't in a lot of good things. We found <laughs> out. Well, we'll talk more about Carrie always, but uh, for for Mister Glover, I mean, he he's prolific, as you all know. Um, Lethal Weapon was like a huge, huge, huge franchise through like the late eighties, early nineties, and you know he's like the other half with Mel Gibson in that. Um, he's a cool guy. Uh, I was like doing some research on him. Uh, fun, fun fact about Danny Glover. Uh, he was a part of the longest, uh, student walkout strike in U.S. history. Okay. Uh, at San Francisco State University, uh, specifically, uh, to demand the establishment of a Department of Black Studies, which, fuck yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, pretty, pretty cool guy. Uh, Tobin, Tobin Bell apparently took the part to play Jigsaw, uh, largely in part because he wanted to be in a movie with Danny Glover. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Um, always, of course, uh, you know, we do have to talk about, uh, Princess Bride for a long, long time was like my favorite movie. It's like my childhood favorite movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's really good in that, but then he kind of disappears yeah so at this point in 2004 his career has really cooled off um you know he had some stuff in the late 80s early 90s but um you know another movie from 2004 he's in is uh ella enchanted oh i remember ella enchanted (laughs) so that's about where he's at at this point um so yeah they they go ahead and they make the movie for like a million dollars um it's shot in 18 days. Uh, they built one set, which was the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the other sets, um, like the police station, were reused from other productions. You, Yeah, I can you see You can that. tell. Uh, when they do all like every scene in what's supposed to be Carrie Ellis' character's house, it's like, what the fuck is this house? <laughs> uh, and it's very clearly like not just a normal dude's house. Um, uh, Glover only had two days to shoot all of his scenes. Oh, well, he's on some kind of time constraint. Or... Uh, yeah, his schedule was really busy. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. uh, like, they, what can you do? And um, part of a side effect of having such like an accelerated production with two guys doing their first movie um, is they had to piece a lot of it together with random bits of like still photography and crappy reshoots where one L is like standing in for other characters, but like you don't see his face, sort of thing. Um. That's one of the reasons for all of the weird kind of film choices in this movie, like all the weird flashbacks the and all of choices. the the editing. A lot of it is is really just out of necessity because they're trying to like fill the movie out. Um, it, as... Yeah, but then the rest of the movies look like that too, and it looks like a fucking it's, it's new true. metal music video. <laughs> the the rest of the movies do take this as like a stylistic choice and run forward with it. It gets really but, bad. Like Juan has come out and said, like, yeah, you know, I really wanted to do like cooler stuff with this movie, but I just did what I could with the budget that I had, basically, in the time schedule. Yeah. Um. Another thing we should talk about: uh, Lee Wanell it plays uh, in this movie. He is Adam. In this movie, um, they specifically, one of the reasons why they took the deal with the tiny little production company is because they were the only ones who would agree to let Juan direct the movie and let uh, 1L act in it, which was like their hard stipulation. Um, But now that they have the movie made, they need to get distribution. So they took it to Sundance, um, where it got um, picked up by Lionsgate, who agreed to distribute it. Sure. And um, it did well enough in test screeners and in festivals that they were like, okay, 
we'll do a full theatrical release instead of just like a direct-to-video. This was almost like a forgotten direct-to-video movie. Yeah, this like this is weird <clears throat> enough to do well in like 2000s festivals, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I um, believe that 100%. And of course, like, the franchise has gone on to be super successful. They're making Saw 10 this year. They're, it feels like they're on 20. Yeah. Um, I think the story of this one is, is a little bit interesting just because of the way it kind of introduces James Wan and his career. Um, yes. Like, he's pretty cynical about this movie. Uh, he's gone on to way, make way, way better stuff. You know... One thing that's I think is really interesting is they talk about uh, when people like interview him about this. He talks about like, oh, we were just kind of trying to do the whole Blair Witch thing with this movie, but like a lot of people forget that the directors of Blair Witch like didn't go on to do anything. No, they didn't like have a career after that. It was just like they accidentally made a movie that made like two hundred million dollars, um, which all it really does is show uh, studios like, hey you can take like a, a swing on weird low budget basically independent horror movies and just do the distribution and see if it happens to hit things off in theaters yeah, like this one did that's definitely a good effect that Blair Witch had yeah um and that definitely uh in this case it did work for one I mean he he went on to do some bigger stuff we've talked about some of his other movies on the on the podcast we've even covered some um you know, like at one point he's like doing some of these horror, like horror movies specifically to get him enough attention to go work on Marvel movies, which he has done kind of, kind of thing. So like he, he's a cynical guy about this stuff, but like it seems to work for him. Like he seems yeah. to be able to like make a name for himself with this stuff, which not a lot of horror directors in this space even successfully do, even when they do get like the big hit. So... Yeah. He's still he's still doing good. I mean, yeah, I think that's um, that's like a weird quirky triumph of of this of this particular uh, franchise is like, yeah, it, it happened to launch like an actual successful director's career. Yeah, I where think a lot of these do not. I think that is the biggest part of it, and you can say like, yeah, a lot of parts of it are also like iconic to the culture or whatever yeah i mean there's a reason that like torture porn gets popularized after this i don't think this movie is that bad in that department not necessarily the sequels definitely take it and run with it yeah um and like a bunch of stuff kind of copies off of that success um it is a lot for the time though like no one had really made like really movies like this yeah, I mean, you compare this to something like Scream, right, which comes out, what, like, eight years earlier, and, like, it is pretty tame in comparison to, like, what they're showing here. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, like, it is interesting in terms of, like, its, uh, its like, genre influence, right? Even if, like, I think a lot of people have mostly bemoan it. Like, uh, this is, like, a weirdly, extremely popular franchise, but also, like, a very, like, disliked or derided franchise also yes for i mean reasons we've talked about a lot of reasons like, i think these movies are generally like kind of stupid uh kind of like weirdly stitched together uh it was not very good for horror in the long run to make just things that are super gross and equal that to scary and you talked about the editing like the editing in in these movies just makes me feel like i'm like trapped in a cage that's being like shook (laughs) up and down um it is it is just like uh very uh not fun to look at sometimes 
uh and you know the music is like <laughs> weird and bad uh in a lot of cases but the souls of new metal yeah are ingrained in saw 100 percent. so it's just very 2000s to me it is extremely 2000s and that's what that's why i think it's so bad it's sh- but also why it's <laughs> stuck at that time so bad yes it's shitty and everyone hates it but also extremely popular extremely and relevant yeah so with that i think we can get into yeah, we were really focused on things like torture in the two thousands for some reason. I can't think yeah. of a re- I can't think of a reason why. Yeah, that's really weird. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean we're gonna. There's like some thematic through lines through Saw, and I think some of them really are relevant to society in a weird way. Like, everything that's wrong with everything now. <laughs> I, I think this movie does have like a. Uh, a sort of moral imperative to itself that is uh bad. Yeah, I can I can tell you all day about how like ethically bankrupt it is, but we can talk about that as well, we get to yeah, it. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it as we get to it. So, all right, I think I think that's enough introduction. Oh boy. Uh let's get into our summary. Uh one note about this, this movie a lot of the events happen like not exactly sequentially. So there's oh, a lot of like so there's a ton of like jumping around. Sometimes it's not exactly clear like when certain scenes take place relevant to each other and sometimes like it's presented one way and then they'll do a flashback that makes you think, "Oh no, this is actually like way earlier than I thought it was." kind of a thing. So I will do my best. I think most of it is because of how stupid they think the audience is. They will show <laughs> you the same scene three or four times and again like and they're like are you do you get it do you fucking get it <laughs> well but again like i think in this movie some of that is just like out of necessity to try and like they would have loved to have shot different scenes but they had what they had <laughs> mm. and they show it to you like three or four times sometimes very close together um i don't think constraint is really an excuse when we've covered very constrained movies that uh <laughs> do not struggle in these ways Alright, so we open on a guy in a bathtub. Uh, he is under the water, he gags and wakes up, and he's chained to the wall in a dark room. Uh, and he's trying to like figure out where he's at, and there's someone in the room with him. They manage to turn the lights on, and oh, there's another guy. Uh, and whoa, there's a dead body in the middle of the room with a gun and a tape recorder. I mean... <laughs> Carrie always is so funny in this scene. Number one, because of his hilarious American accent. Oh, but number two, God. when we see a dead person, he's like, Let, let's be reasonable now. <laughs> he, he's doing the, like, I, I am Hugh Laurie, I am Dr. House kind of, like, <laughs> fake American accent thing a little bit. He's yeah. trying to. Yeah. Uh, this is also, like, the grimiest bathroom of all time. Oh, I don't know why we had to make it so disgusting. Can we talk about the logistics of this bathroom because first of all it's huge uh it's like covered in tile from floor to ceiling there's one toilet <laughs> there's one toilet and one bathtub that are off to the side and then nothing else in here whose bathroom is this whose bathroom is this <laughs> this is like in a warehouse somewhere canonically in the movie like why is this bathroom here can someone who's good at architecture <laughs> tell me why my square footage is fucked up this is this is like a house flipper bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so we learn the characters are Adam and Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence uh, is played by Carrie Always as a doctor. Doctor Gordon. <laughs> That's right. Uh, neither of them uh, remember how they got there. Uh, Adam wonders if they're getting organ traded, uh, but Lawrence is like, "Nah, I'm a doctor. You're fine." Um, but he is like, "Huh? I wonder why the two of us are here. It must be for some reason. Someone wants us to be here." <laughs> His character is a smart doctor, and he's going to come to a lot of conclusions. Conclusions based on I don't know what. Um, they notice there's a brand new clock on the wall because whoever put us in here wants us to know the time. It's just a regular clock. <laughs> Uh, Adam checks his pockets and finds a tape. Uh, Lawrence finds the same along with a key and a single bullet. This movie would not exist without Walkmans. That's right. We're we're still (laughs) talking about Walkmans in 2004. Uh, the key doesn't open either of the locks to their chains. Um, yeah, because it's a little baby key. (laughs) So they decide to try and get the tape recorder from the corpse, uh, but they can't quite reach it. And with Lawrence's uh, encouragement, we'll say Adam finds a creative way to retrieve it. Um, (laughs) He's mostly just being annoying. He's being a nag. They play the recording, which is a voice. Uh, It tells Adam that he is a pathetic voyeur. uh, And that he's going to watch himself die. Uh, And they play... uh, Mostly mostly just mean-spirited. Yeah, for real. Uh, And they play Lawrence's tape, and it says that uh, he needs to kill Adam by 6 o'clock or... Allison and Diana will die. I have a dinner appointment. (laughs) But there are clues all around him, and X marks the spot to his treasure. Let the game begin. Um, uh, And they play the last bit of the tape over again, which tells them to follow their heart in a little quiet voice. (laughs) We need to talk... Follow your heart. (laughs) We need to talk about how the clues in this are like... (laughs) You had all the clues. They, they vacillate between, like, extremely obvious and stupid to, like... Mostly just that. Mostly just that. Um... <laughs> can, can you name a single clever clue or unknown twist that was coming? No, all of the clues are extremely direct, but also they manage to be, like, completely unintuitive at the same time. Do you think this, cha- this movie changed the escape room game at all? Mm, I think yes. I think this is like foundational to the escape room game, one hundred percent. It does just look like a haunted house setting. Like we're going through the the <laughs> bathroom with the dead guy in it. <laughs> uh. Uh. Anyway, the uh follow follow your heart bit uh, leads them to the toilet, which is marked with a heart. Uh. uh excuse me. A shit heart? Yeah. <laughs> which Jigsaw drew with his little grubby finger? <laughs> you, you were like, who shit in that toilet? <laughs> yeah, is that him? Did he shit in that toilet? That's someone's diarrhea. Um, Adam rummages around in the diarrhea, and they find two <laughs> rusty hacksaws. Um, they each try to saw through their chains, but Adam's quickly breaks, uh, shattering the mirror, and Lawrence quickly gives up. Uh... Lawrence comes to the realization that the killer wants them to cut through their feet in order to free themselves. Which, Leap in logic. Which is a wild thought to have. We have we just started the escape room. Don't kill yourself yet. Yeah. Uh, but he tells Adam he's figured it out. He knows who the killer is. Uh, it's someone he's heard of, not someone he knows personally. Uh, and he begins to regale him with the tale of a local serial killer who's still on the loose. Oh, get ready for flashbacks. 
Uh, so via yeah flashback, we are introduced to detectives Tap and Sing, uh, who are investigating a similar game in which a man had to crawl through razor wire under a time limit. Now uh, there was also like a recording of the killer's voice, uh, and his, the victims have jigsaw pieces cut out of him out of them, which dubs him the Jigsaw Killer. Yeah, so this is something that they kind of forget about in <laughs> yeah. other movies. Yeah. Um, but technically, he never kills anyone. I, <laughs> this is... He will say this later himself, but it's something that Carrie always says. He's like, he never actually kills anyone. <laughs> no, he gets his victims to kill themselves. Um... Uh, like, a guy has to walk around a room filled with glass and manages to light himself on fire. I never killed anyone. (laughs) Um, Lawrence gets interviewed by detectives regarding the murders because a pen light of his shows up at one of the crime scenes. Uh, but he has an alibi. He was cheating on his wife. Oh, yeah. Which he doesn't want to say. Um, but he does, uh, stay to listen in on the only survivor's story. Uh... This woman woke up with a bear trap on her head and a video of a creepy puppet who wanted to play a yeah. game with her. Yeah, I think this is the first time. Is it the first time he says this? Or no? I, the I want to play a game. Did he say that at the beginning? Uh, I don't think he says it at the beginning. I think this is the first one. This is also the um, first sighting of the puppet, Billy. Oh. Billy the puppet. Do you want to talk about this puppet? How do you feel about, about Billy? It'd be okay if it was the one thing he had going for him. Because Jigsaw <laughs> absolutely has the thing I was talking about with Sinister, where we have, like, cool horror guy syndrome with too much going on. <laughs> this is a great point. He has way too much going he on. He has too many accessories! <laughs> Especially in this movie. Like with he, the, he the cuts tape up, recorders and he, the puppet and the pig mask. And the Jigsaw pieces. The that jigsaw they for- pieces. It's no wonder they forget about some of this stuff. <laughs> I know! Like, we're going to make our serial killer really fucked up. <laughs> um, the puppet uh, tells her that the key to the trap on her head is in the stomach of her dead cellmate. Uh, and she needs to live or die. Make your choice. I never killed anyone. <laughs> she just kills this guy. Uh, yeah, it, it turns out that the cell, her cellmate isn't dead, just immobilized. And she has to kill him and cut the key out of his hey, stomach to Hey, Jigsaw, what about that guy? <laughs> Also, the effect they do, where they, like, spin the camera around and play metal, just sucks so bad. Oh, it sucks ass. It's just horrible to look at with my eyes and hear with my ears. Also, hate that I have to think about this character in future movies. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Um, Because she's one of the main spokespeople of Jigsaw is Right, actually, which is a very popular opinion throughout all of these. Yeah, so we're gonna... The movie explains this right now because the puppet comes out on his tricycle to congratulate her. Jim Henson uh, couldn't figure this shit out. I swear <laughs> to God. Uh, and it says, uh, most people are so ungrateful to be alive, but not you. Not anymore. Uh, and apparently... Things your grandparents say. <laughs> and apparently the woman uh, was a drug addict, but this experience has helped her. Yeah, so here, here's the thing. The first guy also, like, self-harmer, so he needs to be punished for that as well. We need to punish drug addicts. Anyone who uh, 
the Jigsaw Ethnostate has decided <laughs> should not be alive. Yeah, so we're, we're going to talk about it because... And he's right, actually, for that. Yeah, it, it Canonically, it works, and yeah. he is correct. The, Everyone says that he's right. The way, <laughs> the way to help um, struggling addicts and uh, people who self-harm is to torture them into... Um, realizing that they just need to value their life actually or maybe they'll die um and then they'll be better they'll just be magically better from the experience that's better yeah if you... they, these are the according to these movies the best people on planet earth are cops <laughs> and serial killers <laughs> it, it's just um you know I, they're they're trying to do something here and I, there's you know it if you were being it's... really obtuse about it, you might be able to trick yourself into thinking that, oh no, this is some kind of commentary. It's not. Like it's it's just like edgelord culture of like, oh, you don't appreciate it. Huh? If if you're uh, if you have a disability or a mental illness or anything that's wrong with you, that is on you to fix, and you just need to um, love life more. And because at least you don't have cancer. <laughs> Um, Thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, uh, so it it's just like, um, you know, there's nothing really there uh, a- after that point. It's just really like, uh, yeah, if you're suffering, it's your fault and you gotta, you gotta fix it yourself. Uh, you can't trust anyone, only yourself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so You've gotta help yourself out of that reverse bear trap. Which is weird because, like, they're gonna... T- some of the kills later are going to be about how, like, oh, you're a bad person for XYZ reason. That might be, like, true for, like, actual material reasons. Like, oh, you're a shitty uh, uh, money-grubbing uh, medical insurance guy and you deserve to oh, die we, for that. We gotta talk about the disparity between the punishments and, <laughs> and the crime yeah. during the rest of the movies. Yeah, um, but in a lot of cases, it, it is literally just like, hey, um, you are somebody who like needs help and support from a society that is too evil to give it to you, and a- actually the problem is you, and you need to be um, tortured into realizing that uh, your life is worth living anyway, and it's just a miserable uh, uh, worldview that it's, all of these movies are just obsessed with. It's a terrible ethos. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um so uh, Adam does not really believe the story, uh, but when he uh, examines the broken mirror, he finds out that there's a camera behind it, which is filming them, uh, or like a surveillance camera or something. Uh, it's CCTV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do get CCTV I footage. I know, like, yeah. like they're outside the McDonald's. Yeah, this is another case of like they were strapped for time or something like that. But anyway, uh, Lawrence approaches this, the situation very methodically because he's a doctor. Uh, so he, uh, looks for that X that Jigsaw mentioned. Uh, we get a flashback, uh, with Lawrence's family. More um, flashbacks. His daughter thinks she sees a man in the room, uh, but then he's like, oh, don't worry about, uh, ghosts he and goblins. He doesn't look very well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's like, go back to bed. Uh, I have to go to work now because my pager's beeping. Uh, you get the idea that Lawrence, his, his punishment that he is being paid, that he is paying for is, um, he doesn't love his family enough. Um, 
He's. I think it's really funny when he closes the door behind him. He's like, okay, we're me and mommy are never going to break up. Okay, sweetie, don't worry about it. Good night. And then he closes the door and his wife's like, so you hate me, don't you? <laughs> just like, so yeah. she can't hear. It's just a fucking cartoon. Um... Uh, he gives, uh, Lawrence gives Adam his wallet to show him his family photos, but one of them is missing. Uh, it's been replaced with a photo of a, of his bound and gagged wife and kids and a reminder to look out for the X. Uh, if you close your eyes, it'll help. Uh, but Adam is like, I'm not going to show this to Lawrence. That'd be fucked up. <laughs> Even though it has a clue. <laughs> yeah. And we already know they're kidnapped. Um, we get another flashback of the killer breaking in and tying up his family and threatening them with a gun. Uh, and we see that it is Zepp, uh, an orderly yeah. from Lawrence's you, job. You know, Zepp. <laughs> yeah, there was one scene earlier that was so short, we didn't even mention it, but it's actually crucially plot relevant. <laughs> Make where... sure you pay attention to all these stupid dudes in the background, because yeah. they're all people. Yeah, where um, Lawrence is like trying to um, talk about a cancer patient who he will not refer to by name. He just says, the patient. Uh, and Zepp, who's like an orderly who's very attached, is like, his name was John. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Zepp. Yeah. Um... But also, that's not even his name. That's right. It's just what the people at the hospital call him. So this is bullying, right? He's Mr. Hinton or whatever. Something. <laughs> yeah. Um, it turns out uh, from across the, the street, Detective Tap is watching everything because he's obsessed with catching Jigsaw now. He's like a sicko. He's got all these cutouts all over his walls. He would yeah, have he, the... Yeah, he needs the board with the red ne- story. Yeah, he, that's all he's missing. Yeah. yeah. Um, we get a montage of previous scenes. Uh, and newspaper articles as Tap thinks, I never should have let you go about Lawrence because he's still convinced that he's the killer. Um, uh, yeah, we get another flashback. Uh, Tap is like reviewing footage of the survivor's uh, escape tape uh, while everyone else leaves for the day, including his partner Singh, who's like, you should get a girlfriend, man. He's like, I'm going to drink at the grill. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to go down to the grill to get a beer. And there's a big box of Krispy Kreme donuts. That's right. Brought to you by Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Um, but just as Singh is about to leave, Tap uh, finds a clue in the footage, and they run off to a warehouse uh, without a warrant. Uh, He's like, what warrant? (laughs) 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 Yeah, cops breaking procedure. They just run into a place with guns drawn. Super fucking cool. On a fucking hunch. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Um, at least we'll have the cover of darkness. (laughs) Danny Glover's too good for this movie. I know. I was saying that this whole time. <laughs> um, the two of them storm the warehouse, finding Jigsaw's hideout abandoned. He He's good at little dioramas, like yes. Tony Collette in Hereditary. <laughs> they find a little diorama of the current game. Uh, they also find the creepy puppet and a pig mask. Uh, but suddenly someone under one of these velvet sheets just moves around and is like, more. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it really uh, it really recontextualizes everything, knowing that Billy the Puppet is like his lost son who was meant to be born under the sign of the monkey that was killed by by a drug addict ramming his wife into a door. That really changes everything. Doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really needed to know that about Billy the Puppet. Yeah. That's his son. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, they're like about to free him, but then uh, they see Jigsaw's coming in, so they're like, oh, we gotta hide and catch him in the act. Uh, and then they are like, we're gonna get him, but he's like, oh, I've sprung my trap. This man's head will get drilled into in 20 seconds. Didn't say what this guy did. No. He has no chance to get out, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he has no chance. Didn't, I never killed anyone. See, he'll, he'll be, he'll tell people like, oh, you have to free yourself, but freeing yourself will sometimes involve killing another person or you will just depend on someone else to free you. Or maybe you just can't get out. Or maybe you just can't get I out. I think that's murder. I think that's murder. <sighs> um. Uh, anyway, through some uh, tomfoolery, he manages to uh, escape. Yeah, uh, he, he has a hidden ninja dagger. Yeah, he like slashes tap, Tap's neck, but it doesn't kill him. He just has a cool neck scar now. Yeah, he's fine, actually. Um, as more butt industrial plays. Uh, uh, and Singh chases after him and manages to get a clear shot, but then, oopsie doopsie, I, I pulled a tripwire and a shotgun blast blew up my head. He never killed anyone, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, there are five shotguns pointed here for some reason. Rigging a shotgun blast to explode if you raid my murder house uh, and then you falling into my trap and dying doesn't count as murder. Yeah, the hol- the hallway is also conspicuously decorated with uh, Halloween cobwebs. Yeah. Um, uh, and anyway, we, uh, we get the obsessed and deteriorating Tap who vows to crack the case. I don't think Singh liked him that much. He's I like, don't think so. He's like, this is my crazy co-worker that rewinds videotapes all day. Yeah. He should be going down to the grill and get a girlfriend and drink a beer. <laughs> drink a beer at the grill. <laughs> Back in the bathroom, Lawrence is annoying. Uh, <laughs> and Adam uses his clue to lead Lawrence to a plastered over hole in the wall where they find a lockbox. Uh, they use, uh, the key to open it and find a flip phone, uh, that only receives calls, apparently. Uh, Can you do that? I have no idea. <laughs> as well as two cigarettes, a lighter, and a note telling Lawrence that cigarettes are poisonous, if you think about it, and, hey, you don't need a gun to kill Adam. Spark it up, my dude. <laughs> as Adam loudly demands the cigarette. Uh... We get a flashback to Lawrence uh, trying to leave work as he is attacked by a pigman. Um, and then he's like, hey, Adam, how'd you think of turning off the lights? That's like, you're way too dumb for that. And Adam's like, uh, well, I was hiding this photo from you for no reason. Uh, but that had the clue on it. Yeah, they argue back and forth about nothing. About n- actually nothing. Um uh, Lawrence yes, says to no one in particular, What are you doing to them, you bastard? Oh, when he starts yelling, <laughs> that American accent starts to disappear real fast. That's right. Um, while Adam isn't looking, Lawrence uh, gyps the cigarette and the dead man's blood, which is supposed to be filled with poison. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Where did he get this poison blood? Uh, and then he... Uh, uh, turns out the lights so the killer who's watching them via video can't like see anything and he tells Adam, hey, hey, just play along. Play yeah, along we're, we're so attached to Adam. That's we right. can't kill Adam. <laughs> no. Um, so Lawrence switches out the blood-dipped cigarette for a fresh one and passes it to Adam who fakes being poisoned. Yeah, it turns into like an Adam Sandler movie for a second. Yeah, <laughs> see, as... Um, Lee Wanell, not a professional actor, no. <laughs> um, attempts to play a character 
badly faking uh, being poisoned to death. It's uh... and it's rough, man. <laughs> it's not good. Um, Lawrence is like, "Hey, I did it. You gotta let me out now." But then the killer uh, zaps Adam with like a shock collar or something. Uh, revealing that he's still alive. Yeah, we have the electrocution button, which <laughs> yeah. is very funny at the end. Uh, both of them despair for a minute, uh, but Adam's like, wait a minute, brain blast. <laughs> I remember how I was captured. He's a photographer. He has photos of Lawrence for some reason. He wakes up in his dark room with all the power out. He uses his camera as a flashlight to look around. He gets spooked by the doll, which is in his house somehow. Which he makes... starts beating it off. <laughs> it makes an evil laughing sound, and yes, he attacks it with a bat. I, I wish great. I wish we got to see more people kick the shit out of <laughs> Billy the Puppet, because that, that shit is just hilarious. Uh, and then he gets got by Pigman. Yeah, Pigman's back. Pigman back. In his silks. Yeah. His silk, <laughs> in his silk boxing robe. uniform. It is like a boxing robe with a pig mask. Yeah. It is amazing. Uh, Lawrence gets called on the cell phone, and it's from his family, who are like, we're scared. Um, uh, and his wife tells him, don't believe Adam's lies. And he knows you. He knew all about you before today. <laughs> Can I just talk to my <laughs> wife? Uh, Lawrence yells at the killer for a bit, and then he starts interrogating Adam. And Adam's like, yeah, well, actually, you're the liar, buddy. Because you're cheating on your wife. I was hired to photograph you cheating on your wife. And I've been taking photos of you for like a week. Get paid, man. Yeah, for real. He's like, I get 200 bucks a night. And like, honestly. Yeah, and this is, this is a crime somehow. Yeah, later he says like, hey, that's food money. And like, yeah, man. <laughs> like, you think private investigators are like the scum of the earth? <laughs> you invaded my privacy. Um... We get a scene of Lawrence breaking things off with his secretary in a CD motel because he never cheated on his wife. Yeah, he cheats on his wife via beeper. Yeah, he's like, you're only you're not supposed to beat me on at home. <laughs> um, you're only supposed to beep me to have. Uh 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 uh, I don't know. Plain intercourse <laughs> when I'm not at home. <laughs> Um, he gets a call from someone who says, I know what you're doing. Uh, and Lawrence is like, hey, whoever paid you, Adam, to take photos of me, that must be the killer. And, but we, it turns out it was Detective Tap who's paying Adam. And, and Lawrence is like, he's obsessed with me now. Cause he, cause after his, his partner died, he, he got kicked off the forest for being too crazy. And he, he thinks it's me. Anyway. Anyway. Um, Lawrence uh, gets mad for a bit. Uh, we see his wife try to free herself. Adam uh, rummages around in some photos that were in a bag with the hacksaws and is like, hey. I know that guy. There was someone else in the window of your house. Look, who's that? And Lawrence is like, that's fucking Zip. That's Zip. <laughs> that bastard. <laughs> All uh, the names are so bad. We got tap, we got zip, we got zip, we got zop. But, oh no, the clock strikes six right at that very moment. We get to see the clock go from 5.59.59 to six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and Zepp calls Lawrence uh, with his wife on the phone, and he's like, I'm going to kill her now. Uh, but she frees herself and takes the gun away from Zepp, and then she's calling Lawrence, and she's like, where are you? But then Zepp grabs the gun from her, uh, and then uh, Detective Tapp, who's across the street, hears the shots, and he he runs from next door to, to, to help out. And he gets to do a gunfight with Zepp, and, and Lawrence's wife and daughter escape, and... Zep knocks Tap out and drives away because he's got to go kill Lawrence now. Oh, the driving scene is edited <laughs> just as crazy as everything else. I it's, I need to just like take a clip of that and just be like, this is completely unedited. It is incredible. It is literally just uh, like you. You should add like the Flintstones like <laughs> running sound effect under that. Yeah, it is just them stationary <laughs> in the car like. Twisting the wheel up and down. The fucking Scooby Doo pots and pans, like. We'll do that. Um, Lawrence gets electrocuted. Um, Zep pulls up to the warehouse, and Tap is given chase. And Lawrence's phone is ringing, and he needs to answer it so bad for some reason. He's screaming. <laughs> um, that he just loses it, and Adam is like, hey, calm down, man. <laughs> I know, he's, he's the one who's like, calm down, though. Yeah. Um, You're freaking me out. You're getting super pink right now. Uh, Lawrence, in full psycho mode, uh, ties his shirt around his ankle as a tourniquet and saws his foot off uh, as Adam's freaking out. Which, you know it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Uh, Zep and Tap uh, wrestle, and Tap gets shot because he, he wouldn't shoot the guy. So many people wrestle with a gun with Zep and then just don't shoot him in this movie. It happens multiple times. Because it's Zep. Everyone loves Zep. <laughs> Everyone loves Zep. You can't shoot Zep. Can't shoot Zep. <laughs> uh, Lawrence, down a foot, uh, crawls over to the body, takes the gun, loads his one bullet, and shoots Adam as he begs for his life. Yeah, his makeup is funny here because he's got like that, like, Nicolas Cage as Dracula white face going on, <laughs> but then his arms are normal. That's right, yeah. Um, then Zepp comes in, he finds a despondent Lawrence, uh, and he goes to check Adam's body, and he's like, well, Lawrence, I gotta shoot you, it's the rules. Remember that for later. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that he said that's the rule. That's right. Uh, when Adam suddenly rears up and beats Zepp to death with the porcelain toilet, toilet tank cover, <laughs> which is sick. That's great. That's good. That's a good kill. Uh, Lawrence is like, hey, don't worry. I just shot you in the shoulder. He did not. If you watch the footage, <laughs> he clearly shoots that man in the fucking belly. Um, <laughs> I got to crawl away and get help. So he does that. <laughs> like he's the one who should get help. Um... Adam searches Zepp's body for a key, but wait a minute. All he finds is a tape recorder. And then, -na -na. And then the -na -na. Uh, As we get the big classic end of a Saw movie reveal, which it turns out Zepp wasn't the killer. Zepp was just another victim. He had. I don't know what Zepp did. He had a tape recorder from Jigsaw, and he was just uh, following Jigsaw's orders in his own little game. What, and he, what did Zepp fucking do? You have to. Can you kill a man's wife to save yourself? And uh, he was just following instructions. And you, you didn't change my red pen fast enough. <laughs> and then the body in the middle of the floor rises up. 
he was the cancer patient from earlier in the movie. Oh wow, remember that guy you fought? The gunshot wound on his head is just a prosthetic that he rips off. It's John. It's John. <laughs> he tells Adam that the key to his chains was in the bathtub and it went down the drain at the beginning of the movie. Uh, He's like, oh, just FYI. Uh, the, <laughs> the key was back there. And we get a hyper-fast classic uh, Saw montage flash of every uh, event in the movie up to this point. Yeah, if in case you want to like skip watching this movie, if you don't have a lot of time, <laughs> yeah. you can just skip to the end and watch this part. Yeah, um, and and uh, John says most people don't value their lives, but not you, not anymore. Uh, did, did Adam have a problem with not valuing his life? <laughs> and then he says, "Game over." Game over. And he closes Adam back inside the room to die, probably. As we Sorry. roll credits. I don't know. Adam could come back in Saw 10. That's right. We don't know what happened to Adam. <laughs> Carrie always crawls away like, I'm not going to come back till uh, Saw 7. Listen, hey, Adam's played by Lee one l so you can always get him. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he's, true. he's never going to be too busy. Uh, so that's fucking Saw. How did you... And we've watched this movie many times. How did you feel on this particular viewing? How did it hit you? It just keeps getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like reductive. And like it's doing some stuff that's like different or whatever. Everyone remembers like the foot sawing scene because it's kind of like really visceral. And like I feel like the simplicity of the... it is what gets you. Like it's not just like I built a device that takes out your tongue and your eyeballs at the same time. It's like, it's like no, like... you just gotta saw off your own foot and the horror yeah, of that. Yeah, that's good enough for me. And and the fact that it's like something that's hanging over his head for the whole movie, but he finally breaks and does it right, and then it goes right into like the big reveal at the end, which for as much as we made fun of it. Is it's a good fine. reveal. Like, it's good. Like, the guy, the dead body in the middle of the room rising up and it being the killer all along yeah, is, like, like, a that, good bit. That's fine. Yeah. I'm okay um, with it. Um, you know, I, I think, like, the, um, you know, the, the music's good. Like, the music's iconic it, in this okay, part. Okay, it gets funnier the more sequels you watch, though, because they always, they always play it like they did something at the end. I, I will say, like, almost all of my enjoyment from this movie was pointing at the screen and laughing every time a recurring bit in the later movies comes up every time he says like make your choice or i want to play a game or live or die i I just fucking lose it and laugh because it's so funny they do it in all the movies so corny and like it's this weird thing where like it's this very specific thing that turns into like this house style it is like mimetic yeah that's like it's almost my only enjoyment of these movies at this point is just like the the jokes and the memes. And that's right. That's why we're gonna watch the new ones. Right? That is why we're gonna because... watch Saw Ten because Jigsaw's gonna show up and he's gonna be like, "I want to play a game." Because and the Tobin music's Bell's coming play. back for the first time in a while, and you yeah. know that's gonna be the best part. Listen, like he's he's we talked about it, he's barely in this movie. No, he's not. He, he's he does in... he does good in the other ones. He's always you know his voice is in the movie a whole lot. Yeah, and I think his voice is really good. It's you know, iconic. The, the, it's an iconic voice. The Saw voice is, it's really good. It, there's a reason Saw, Jigsaw is like an iconic character, right? Like, like you, you know that I can do this impression <laughs> like the whole time, but also that's him. So. Yeah, that's just what he sounds like. Um, and, you know, I think like there are, it's interesting, like the, the, the bits that have stuck and the bits that haven't watching this movie, right? Because you can see like, oh, 
they they didn't know that this movie was gonna be like a big deal they were just trying to slap some shit together and hope it worked and like it happened to and they took like what they thought were the best or most important bits and then just built a whole franchise out of it. Like a, They're like, like we're a horrible Frankenstein every, monster. Every time. Yeah, like we're always going to have the big reveal at the end where the montage plays and the da-na-na, music. <laughs> Even though when, when they're talking about it, it makes no fucking sense and we're showing you flashbacks of stuff you just you saw just that makes saw. no fucking sense. Yeah. It's like, da-na-na. It's so <laughs> self-serious. It, you cannot not laugh. Yeah, and and that's just, like, all of my enjoyment of this particular movie at this time. It's, like, almost none of it is the movie. Um, it's just, like, the, the mimetic bits of culture that are stuck in my in my horrible ape brain. <laughs> um, so with that... It's should, really entertaining. I mean, it. the thing is, it, it is still... It manages to be entertaining despite being kind of bad. I, you know, like, I don't think this movie is as boring... As the Saw sequels This is a movie that hits different if you're not 13 years old. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, And I mean, like, when this movie took off, like, uh, uh, I was reading, like, a, uh, like, a, a little bit on, like, the Wikipedia page for, like, the, this movie's opening weekend, because it had, like, a huge opening weekend, and apparently, like, 60% of the mostly male audience was, like, under 18. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, that's who this movie is going it's, for. It's who you you bring your high school buddies and you yeah. go, oh, that's gross. Oh, like, that's sick and disgusting, bro. Like that's <laughs> that's what it's for. That's that's what it's for. And like, as someone who was a little bit younger than that age group when this movie like when these movies started and then like aged into it, um, I knew so many people who talked about these movies yeah. in that sort of way. Um, who just think about movies in that kind of way. And it, it's like, it explains like the, all of the movie's cultural hold, basically. Yes. It's just like <laughs> teens going to be like, oh. And that's who's going to see the new one, like without fail. It's always, <laughs> yeah. that's who's going. Well, well and uh, the legacy fans us. like us. <laughs> We're legacy fans. Yeah. Can I be a legacy hater? Is that Is, is that, that possible? Valid? Yeah. All right. Um... Should we should we get into rating? Yeah. The movie? Yeah, All right. That's fine. We're going to start off with the spookiness rating. How good were these scares and the vibes? What would you give it? I'll give it a 1 for the question of whose diarrhea is that. <laughs> okay, I want to I want to give it like a, at least a 2. <laughs> I think the some of the gore is actually good. Um Stuff like the foot sawing scene is iconic for how, like, unsettling it is. It's not like... I watch the movie now and I am not one fucking bit scared. No, Um, it's not scary. That's always, like... Just none of these torture porn movies are scary ever. And this is, like, the first one, so it's not scary either. Yeah, it's not like... um, There's... There is, like, tension, but it's almost all, like, um, what fucked up thing is this guy gonna do to himself? Uh, and we're gonna see it on the screen explicitly shown to us in one second. Uh, and then we're gonna see it again, and then another time before the movie's over. So, yeah, that kind of robs it of any, like, hope it has to be scary. Um, but I do think, like, some of it does manage to be, like, unsettling. Um, you know, I think there's a reason that this stuff is like, uh, as influential as it is and why people keep returning to it. And it's like, it does, you know, 
the idea that oh i'm in a cage full of barbed wire and i have to crawl my way out is does make me go you know he didn't have to do that though he didn't have to he could have just he could have just just sat there he could have just waited (laughs) (laughs) uh all right next up is watchability how easy is it to throw this movie on and have a good time we do it a lot (laughs) for yes does that have to affect the score because I feel like that might be like a three, if I, so. I feel like it's like a three because rewatchability does count. Um, it's fine. I feel like if you are not paying attention to the movie, that's no worry because the It'll movie's going to show you. you <laughs> at every step of the way yeah. what just happened. Which for a movie as dumb as this, I think is a positive. I think in like a, a movie that was trying to be smarter about it and make you think a little bit, I would be annoyed by it. But in this, I'm just like, God, you're so stupid. That it's kind of funny. Um, so, yeah, I I like a three. I think there are just, like, things that are kind of weirdly charming about it, even if it's not, like, really anything. Yeah. And then last up is the Vincent Price vamp rating. How good were the uh, overall performances and the campiness? Maybe, like, a two, because Tobin Bell isn't in it as much. But the voice performance is always good. You know, Danny Glover's good. I, you know, I, I don't think Gary Elways is that good. No, I think we you mentioned it a tiny bit, but I don't think Gary Elways is good as an actor, really. Like, what good things has he really been in, if you look? I mean, that's a little unfair. Like, not getting good roles doesn't really equal, like, not necessarily a good actor. But the things I do see him in modern times are not very good, and he's not good in them. Yeah, I mean, like, I have... His highlights, his chunky highlights oh, are doing more work than he is. He, he just doesn't have any of his Carrie Elwes charm in this movie. He's, he is he's a shell very, of Carrie Elwes He's not in this very movie. charismatic. Like, anytime he yells, he'll have that, like, weird, like, George W. Bush smirk on his face. <laughs> like, he just did something, like, oh, that wasn't the best, you know? Yeah, it, it's funny because... Like, he does come back in this franchise at some oh, point. in a major way. And it's just, it's just awkward. You know, like, I don't, I don't hate the guy or anything. You know, I like, like I said, The Princess Bride, very special place in my heart. He's a big part of that movie, right? Yeah. But, like, it's just not, he's not really giving it to me in this one. Um, and Tobin Bell, like you said, is barely in it. I think his, yeah, his vocal performance is good. And yeah, the he, last... I mean, he's the highlight of the franchise. Yeah, the last scene is good. I do think Danny Glover is good. Um, you know, he doesn't... I In the wrong movie, for he, sure. This movie does not deserve him. Uh, I would love to see him in any other movie he's in. He yeah. would be much better, probably. Um, and Lee Whannell as Adam is not... uh, bad. There's a reason his <laughs> acting career did not exactly take off after yeah. this. So yeah, I'll give it like a two. I think there are like bits to hold on to as like, ooh, this is nice and shiny or whatever, but that that's it. So that's Billy, a... Billy the Puppet's a funny little guy. Yeah, that's some campiness point, yeah. For sure. Like, but again, they can't make up their mind on whether it's Billy the Puppet or whether it's the pig man or whether it's the jigsaw pieces. What's, what's the lore behind the pig man? <laughs> because <laughs> I need that next. I don't think there is much i had a pet pig it didn't appreciate life now look what happened to him oink oink <laughs> all right so you gave it a six i gave it a seven sure. that feels about right for saw one maybe one point ahead of hostile i feel like that feels right i feel i think hostile was lower for both of us 
it's Hostel, the worst movie. Hostel is the worst movie we have covered on this on this podcast. I think I'm comfortable saying that. Yeah, it was the least enjoyable. I think we gave Hostel like a four. Yeah. So pretty bad. Um, so and, and this movie is to blame. Yes, I think it is directly to blame. Although, like, I don't think this particular movie quite goes to the place that Hostel goes to. Even if Hostel is trying to like tap into that audience and that crowd and that tone, um, and then it might as you well know blow be. it out basically. So, all right. Well, that's our movie. Any closing thoughts on Saw? I don't know why I keep watching them. I I don't know what I don't know what spell it has over us where we just keep watching them. We're gonna see Saw Ten when it comes out. Yeah, we just are. We're we're. I've told you before. We have options though. We could not see it. No, we're gonna see it. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know what else to say. Like we're gonna see it. We have to see it. It's Saw Ten. I yeah. You're telling me I watched nine saws. I'm not gonna watch Saw Ten. Mm. How is he going to be alive? I We have to find out. <laughs> I bet it's going to be a flashback. We have to go find out. Maybe it's Origins again. Yeah, we've only done that like three <laughs> or four times <laughs> now. All right. Uh, guess that means... It's time. It's, it's time to pull out a sack. Time to pull out a movie. Time to pull out a movie. Uh, this is the movie sack segment. This is the part uh, where Opal... You put uh, names of movies in a sec. I pull one out. That's the movie we will watch next week. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. <laughs> Give that to you. And next week, we are watching The Conjuring. That'll be fun. You know what? Let's fucking go. Let's go. Let's fucking go. I'm ready to talk about The Conjuring. The Conjuring is a fun one, definitely. I feel like we've watched a lot of movies in The Conjuring's orbit. And it's good to get into the actual movie itself. Yeah, yeah. What's the um, the first one we did? Insidious. Insidious, Insidious is definitely is very related. It's very me. conjuring-ish. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to talking about that one. Uh, join us next week for. I get to talk about how that. much uh, <laughs> we love the Warrens as a concept. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can get into some of that. Um, oh boy. Another movie that is morally bankrupt. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. It's like kind of a. a christian superhero movie yeah uh we'll but, talk about it you know um but uh yeah oh that was the show that was it i mean that was an interesting one can i go free now can i like will you un- unshackle my chains <laughs> from the desk uh i will but first you have to tell everyone where they can find you on the internet oh god i'm gonna saw my leg off <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, you can find me <laughs> at hopeful.card.co. You can find my stuff, and you can find our Twitter at Scary Bear. Uh, I'm at putrid underscore imp and at puppeteer click on Twitter. I also do another show at Level With You Pod, sometimes where we play World of Warcraft. Oh. I promise we're still gonna keep playing. We're just slow these days. Uh, you got a lot of stuff to do. That's right. Playing a game is serious business. That's serious work. Uh, but, oh. 
You had all the clues. No, I didn't. <laughs> and that's going to do it. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.